we gain confidence by doing courageous things, even if we only have 10 seconds of courage to take that leap. And sometimes we will mess up and we will fail and we'll get it wrong, but we can always clean up our messes and we can always try again. You're listening to Make Some Noise podcast, episode number 388. Welcome to Make Some Noise Podcast, your guide for strategies, tools, and insight to empower yourself. I'm your host, Andrea Owen, global speaker, entrepreneur, life coach since 2007, and author of three books that have been translated into 18 languages and are available in 22 countries. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a lesson that will help you maximize unshakable confidence, master resilience, and make some noise in your life. You ready? Let's go. Hello there. I hope this podcast episode finds you well. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I was thinking about that today because, you know, I, like many of you, I think, start my emails with, I hope this email finds you well. We need we need a more of a variety of salutations. Maybe that'll be my next book. But anyway, I was sitting here thinking, like, how am I going to open this show? And I thought, well, how do I open emails with a generic, hope this podcast slash email finds you well? Sometimes when I read those and I'm like, uh, it's it's not. What do you need? <laughs> Depends on my mood. <laughs> anyway, I do genuinely hope that you are well as you listen to this. And I wanted to tell you that if you want to be coached on the podcast, because we have a coaching episode today. I'm very excited to let you listen in uh, to me coaching Kylie today. But if you want to be coached on the show, uh, you can sign up for updates. That's where I send it out. I send out emails saying, hey, you want to be coached on the show? Here's the application. Go to andreaowen.com slash free and you can sign up for updates. I send out emails about once a week. For instance, this week I'm sending one out about Mother's Day. Mother's Day is great for some and Mother's Day is hard for others. So I talk about mothering yourself and just acknowledge all the people who are struggling with Mother's Day. And I also last month sent out book recommendations. A few of you thanked me for that. So you're welcome. And also the book cover is coming May 19th for my new book coming out this year. Uh, You have to be signed up to get all the freebies. One of the fun things that I'm doing differently this year that I have not done in pre- for the two previous books is to – have you guys – do you guys know what um, book plates are? It sounds – different than it actually is. It's a sticker that the author can sign and send it to you so you can have a signed copy of the book. It's just sort of an easier way to get a signed copy of the book. So I'm doing those and there are limited quantities of these stickers. So you want definitely want to be signed up. AndreaOwen.com slash free. Speaking of stickers, little side tangent. I found my sticker book from, (laughs) oh my gosh, elementary school. Do millennials, did you get, did you all have sticker books? Was this still a thing or was it more for Gen Xers? I had Scratch and Sniff and Property of Andrea stickers. And there were stamps in there. I guess I just wanted like any kind of sticker I could get my hands on. Fun, fun times. Ziggy was also really popular back then. There were some precious moments thrown in just for, just for fun. 
And I think the only other thing that I want to talk about, we're not talking about stickers anymore, is if you aren't already, follow me on Instagram and TikTok. I'm at HeyAndreaOwen on both of those platforms. You guys know that I'm mildly obsessed with TikTok now. I've learned so many things and been wildly entertained. And I am learning how to make TikTok videos. It's super fun. You got to be quick. And I swear our attention spans are so short these days. So that being said, I'm going to move on (laughs) to today's episode. So again, we're talking to Kylie and I I will let her tell you all of the details about, you know, where she's from and what she is struggling with. And then at the end, I am going to stick around because I'm going to give you an update. I give her, I believe, four homework assignments to work on. And I will circle back and let you know how it went. I got an update from her very recently. And so without further ado, here is the conversation with Kylie. (laughs) Kylie, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on here. I'm really excited. I am so excited. Yeah, I'm so yeah. excited to have you on here. I've missed doing these these sessions with people. And uh, let's start from the very beginning. Can you tell us where you are from, where you're living now, and a little bit about what you do for a living? Yeah, okay. So um, I'm originally from Canada, and I'm living in the Netherlands, but I think most people know it as Holland, I think. Um, I moved here for love. My husband and I, we've been together for yeah, almost 22 years. We have two beautiful miracle babies and a cat who honestly, she's, yeah, she's also my baby. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, she is. She's a doll. I worked in the corporate world for, yeah, o- over 15 years, I think, roughly 15 years. And the last few years I was working, I was working as a corporate trainer, which honestly, I absolutely loved. I loved doing workshops and training. And because of that, I recently took a big leap and started my own life coaching business, which I'm hoping again to do workshops in. And for the first time, I have to say my career life, the life coaching bit feels like, yeah, like it's part of who I am rather than just following the herd. So for me, it's like brand new. And mm-hmm. other than that, yeah, like I, I write, I read, I play with my kids, you know, those sort of fun things. Well, I'm actually curious about that because just so everybody's kind of understands, I had a chat with you Mm -hmm. a couple of weeks ago where we just got to know each other a little bit and kind of decided what what we were going to work on today. And my question out of curiosity is, are you coaching uh, people around a lot of the same topics that you used to work on in your former career? Not so much career coaching. I'm coaching more on some of the things that I worked on on myself through personal development and also Mm -hmm. what I'm, you know, still currently working on. That's why I'm here today. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's mostly what I'm coaching people on. Yeah. Got it. Okay. And, and I always tell people that, you know, if you want a massive workshop in your own personal development, there are two things to do. You could start a business (laughs) (laughs) and you can also become a life coach because so much of our own stuff is brought up in training, which I think a lot of people don't realize. So you, you did both of those things. So congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to sing it. Sometimes I think really, do I need to be this self-aware now? And I'm like, I'm totally still working on being (laughs) self-aware. It's a lot. It's a lot. Okay. So tell us what the topic is that you brought today that you want to work on. Okay. So yeah, I think mostly, especially now that I've started my own business, but I think it's sort of been lingering around my whole life is I struggle with sticking 
to a decision. You know, I go fully into something and I'm just like, yes, this is it, you know, and I put all my energy into it for a short time. And then the next idea comes up and then I put all my energy into that idea because that's the idea that's going to, you know, whatever work and stuff. And then I totally forget about the other thing. And I flip flop between ideas, you know, four or five things at a time. And each one seems like the best choice. And then I end up, you know, jumping to something else. And so I have a hard time making decisions and sticking to them. Okay. Do you feel, okay. I have so many questions, but I I need to ask this one first. (laughs) I don't want to jump ahead. Um, What is it that you're looking for? Like ideal solution type of thing. Give me both long-term as well as what are you looking for to have happen by the end of our conversation? Long-term solution, I think for me, is just that I'm able to make decisions and follow through on them, you know, or know when it's the right time to maybe not continue with the decision and not just decide to, you know, put all of my energy into something else when I haven't actually fully investigated or even put enough into the first decision that I, that I made. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be long-term and short-term, I think just some like actions or, or ideas of how I can prioritize maybe or how I can yeah just decide what feels you maybe determine what feels right to me maybe I'm too focused on thinking rather than feeling something mm-hmm. you know does that okay. make sense yeah it does some people when they come to coaching they have this idea in their head of what they want the outcome to be and sometimes it's doable and sometimes the standards are so high. It's something that their inner critic has made up that they think they should be like, but I love your answer. I I think it's doable. And okay, just so I'm clear. So your short term is that you want actions and ideas for perhaps prioritizing the ideas that you have. And, and maybe like, for example, feeling into it instead of just thinking about it. Yeah, exactly. I think the first question is I have is tell me about your personality. Like, are you the type of person, like, have you kind of always struggled with making these decisions or having lots of creative ideas, but having poor follow through? If I think about how I was growing up, I was, yeah, always looking to, for adventure, excitement, spontaneity, that sort of thing, quick decisions, not having to think things through. You know, I decided when I was 20 that I wanted to travel and a month later I was gone for two years. Like it was just, yeah, that's what I wanted to do. So that's what I did. Yeah. And I mean, luckily, because that's where I met my husband as well. I was traveling. Yeah. I just did those sort of things. And when I was working in a job, if I just thought I don't want to be here anymore, then I would literally quit that day. And I just, so yes, then I guess I just never followed through on the thinking process. I just made the decision short term. And now So I think that's one problem I didn't think. And now I almost have too much time to think. And then I overthink things. And then I end up switching. Yeah. Okay. Ideas. It sounds like, and, you know, please tell me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like you have the ability to take risks. Yes. And I have a sign hanging in my office that says no risks, no magic. (laughs) Um, Because you know, that's where, that's where the magic happened is, is when we have the ability and the courage to take some risks in our life. So it sounds like that was all fun and games when it came to traveling, you know, before you had kids and leaving Mm -hmm. a job that you didn't like. And, and now that you've settled down and want to stick to this career, you feel like it's, it's not such a great thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I need to think 
more long-term. I can't just up and go or make yeah one-off decisions without actually thinking through. I wonder what would happen, and this is just a curiosity question, not saying that you need to be like this or it's the best way, but like, let's just put on a perspective. What would happen if you did embrace that side of you, that risk-taking person who likes to kind of fly by the seat of her pants and just <laughs> jump from idea to idea? What might happen? Honestly, I'm smiling right now. Um, I can I can hear that. <laughs> you know what? I telling, miss her sometimes. I, honestly, I think I miss her sometimes. I mean, I loved working in the corporate world because I met so many amazing people. And, um, you know, I, I got to learn that I love training and I love being in the, that group environment and that workshop environment. I thrive from the energy from other people. Um, but I find I w- it was so structured for me and, you know, great for my friends who want to climb the corporate ladder. But I realized that I that wasn't me. It was just so structured. You couldn't, I didn't really have much room. And so when you say things like that, I'm like, wow, yeah, that would be amazing. I miss her. Mm-hmm. The Kylie who mm-hmm. just did those things. Yeah. Yeah. Adventure. Well, That's one of my values for sure. Okay. That's interesting. Did you say danger? Uh, no adventure. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> danger. Yes. Maybe I was like, when I was okay. in my twenties, but not now in my forties. No <laughs> adventure. I'm I'm not going to here to tell you that you're wrong for that. (laughs) I'm like, okay, let's work with that adventure. Yeah. Yeah, Adventure for the record adventure. Well, let's, let's dig a little bit more into that because there's definitely something there. So tell me more about what you miss about that side of you. And, and, and I, I also want to know more about what you loved in regard to that energy. Yeah. I think when I think of adventure, it's, there's freedom there too. So it's probably, you know, that's also definitely a, a virtue or a value of mine. So there's freedom there too. There's just kind of living in the moment rather than having to plan everything and organize everything. And I mean, I have two amazing little kids, but I mean, if we go just like an overnight somewhere, our car is packed, like we're going away for three months. I have to. It's organize. like you're going away to war. Yeah. Seriously. Like I, yeah, I know. Yeah. I remember yeah. Mm-hmm. organizing everything. So, and and I find through, yeah, maybe just kind of stuffing my adventure person aside, that's probably where I got more into what we also discussed, what I also said to you in my forum about perfectionism. You know, I think that because I, yeah, stuffed, stuffed, or stuffed that part of me aside so much to try and fit into this corporate world or, or the world of security. Because that's your value around adventure and you miss that side of you. I, I, what I don't want to see happen is that you make up a story that you need to box that Kylie up and put her aside because now you have this grown up job and you are a business owner and it needs to look a certain way. Yeah. I had a question. I mean, I would love to bring more of that spontaneity, that carefreeness or that, that travel into it. I think that's also a big part of what I love about life coaching is it can be done from anywhere and I can connect with people from all over the world. I think that is really attractive to me. And I think that brings a sense of that adventure to it. Also taking risks with starting my own business during a pandemic, you know, but yeah, I feel like sometimes I probably push that part of me aside so much that I don't even know where, how, how do incorporate that into my life anymore? Well, tell me what's the worst that could happen. Like say you completely embrace that side of you. Oh whatever, like, let's not worry about what that, how you would do that, but just let's just fly by the seat of her pants, like willy nilly Kylie and do whatever you want. Like what, tell me what the worst that can happen. What are you making up with bigger decisions? You know, like what I was doing before with quitting my job, um, when I didn't like it, 
I think that that might come back up. That's a, probably a fear that I have, that that will come back up again, uh, where I'll just be like, no, you know, I'm done with whatever part. And then I, I, I quit it. Oh, so you're, you're worried you're going to quit this new endeavor that well, you started. No, I mean, it's strange. I, I think there's that fear, but it's with this new, with this life coaching business for the first time in my life, I feel like it comes from, yeah, like me. So like my identity rather than how I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think I will leave it because I, I get so much from it. I see things from my clients and it can just, you know, you can expand this business. You can do anything in, in life coaching. And I think I love that. And that's where I think I want to be able to feel comfortable taking more risks. And I just, I think at this point, I don't know how, and that's why I flip-flop in my decisions. That's really interesting. Yes, it makes all the sense in the yeah, world. I keep asking you and that because I'm not the sure thing... if I'm making sense. <laughs> well, I think that people <laughs> ask that when it when they're in coaching sessions with me because they are so worried about the way that they're thinking and making decisions or not making decisions. And it's all jumbled up in their head. Yeah. And they think it's jumbled up when they say it out loud. Yeah. Yes. Personally speaking, (laughs) it makes sense to me. I don't know if it makes sense to people listening. Maybe it's because I've had lots of clients like you. This is how it sounded to me, is that you used to look at risk-taking from a carefree place, mm-hmm. um, you know, adventurous and the world is my oyster type of thing. Mm-hmm. But now when it comes to this career, you categorize risk differently. Is that fair? Yeah, probably. That's yeah, probably uh, yeah, fair to say. Yeah. Okay. So when you think about taking risks in this new endeavor, what comes to mind or what, how does it feel in your body? Um, fear wise, you mean? Any, any wise, <laughs> any way wise. So can you tell fear wise is the first thing that pops up <laughs> in my head? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think I, I just, like, if I think back to that carefree, you know, 20 year old Kylie who just decided she wanted to travel and bang, she was gone. I miss that. I find it just so, it was just so free and, and easygoing. And I find now what it ends up happening to me when I'm trying to make decisions or when I'm trying to see where I could possibly take a risk, I feel more, less carefree, less of that freedom, less of, you know, there's more pressure on the decision almost has to be the right decision. And Mm -hmm. therefore I, I never know which one is the right decision. And I just want to acknowledge Kylie that what you're embarking on and and what you've expressed is that this is a big deal to you and it's Mm -hmm. all yours. You know, you're not working for a company where they more or less make the rules and tell you when to show up and, you know, outline your job description and things like that. Like this means so much to you because this is, it's heart centered work. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't want to, I don't want to dismiss that at all. That is very, very real. And at the same time, I wonder if you could spend some time, maybe this is your first assignment, Mm -hmm. spend some time tapping into that 20-year-old Kylie and her perspective on risk-taking. I don't know whether you want to get a picture of yourself traveling during that time to to kind of, you know, maybe you do a meditation or, or whatever it is to help you get back to that perspective, that mindset of risk-taking. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I'm writing this down. 
Yeah. And I just, I think that there's something to be said about, I love the term delusional confidence (laughs) and I, I can relate to what you're talking about from a, not so much from a place of risk, but from a place of confidence, like where, when I was 22 and started my first job, I had so much delusional confidence. And even when I started my own life coaching business, when I officially launched in 2010, I had complete delusional confidence that was going to work out. And I miss that. I miss kind of the place of like, you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And totally. so I, I understand what is probably going, what's <laughs> probably going on, but I, I really do think that there might be something there for you to do some kind of be, just being still and getting quiet Yeah, to tap into that, to that part of you. Yeah. Yeah. What I like comes that. up when you think about doing that? Yeah. I mean, I, I get excited because I miss her. I really do. Like, I mean, she was really maybe too carefree and lacked a sense of responsibility. When I, when I started traveling, I felt like I was finally discovering the world. You know, I grew up in a small town and, you know, it, now I, there was all of a sudden so much more out there and I was meeting new people and I love connecting with people. And I discovered that everyone has their own normal and all of these things. I learned so much about myself and about other people. Yeah. And I think I, I miss that. I want to hear more about what is it that you miss about her? Her sense of, yeah, definitely her sense of adventure, her sense of, you know, that carefreeness that, you know, it will all work out um, do what makes you feel good. Enjoy the moment. Enjoy the process. Because I have to be honest, sometimes personal development, I don't enjoy the process. Same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She just sort of what you said, that delusional confidence. She just did it. And mm-hmm. without thinking, you know, she just saw the opportunity and took it. She didn't overthink things. Not at all. I'm interrupting this conversation to bring you a few words from one of our sponsors. One thing I've been focusing on a lot over the last couple of years is how to unload some of the mental labor it takes just to be an adult. Deciding on meals, making a shopping list, doing the shopping, preparing the food, and then cooking are several things I needed help with. So my husband Jason and I turned to Green Chef. Ingredients come pre-measured, perfectly portioned, and mostly prepped. Because of that, that's one of the many reasons I love Green Chef, because it's so easy to have my kids help us cook these meals. Green Chef is the most sustainable meal kit, offsetting 100% of its direct carbon emissions and plastic packaging in every box. So you can not only feel great about what you're eating, but also how it got to your table. Green Chef is a USDA certified organic company, includes recipes that are paleo, keto, and plant-powered diets. They are the number one meal kit for eating well. Go to greenchef.com slash 90kickass and use code 90kickass to get $90 off, including free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash 90kickass and use code 90kickass to get $90 off and free shipping. You've heard many of the guests here on the podcast who are licensed therapists, and you know I encourage everyone to go to therapy. I'm proud to have BetterHelp as one of our sponsors because there's so many things I love about their service. When you sign up for BetterHelp, they'll assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. They're licensed 
licensed professional counselors specialize in things like depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem, and their service is available for clients worldwide. I want you to start living a happier and more fulfilling life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash kickass. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash kickass. And thank you for supporting our sponsors because that in turn supports this show. What do you feel might be a happy medium? So like, tell me what it might look like when you're faced with a decision and you aren't behaving the way that you do currently by overthinking it and feeling mm-hmm. paralyzed and you're not making just rash decisions like the old guy, <laughs> <laughs> not thinking about consequences. Like, what do you think might be a happy medium and what would that look like? If you want to give me an example, maybe on a project that, that you kind of keep flipping back and forth with. Yeah. Like, okay. So that's a good one. And I want to create an online course. What I end up doing is, you know, spending way too much time researching the best platform for it and how I want to get it out there rather than actually creating the course Mm -hmm. and uh, everything stays stuck in my head. Um, And that's one of the ideas that I have. And then I spend all that time researching it, which I guess is probably not fun. And maybe that's why I give up on it because I'm doing all the non-fun stuff. It's boring. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like who really wants to spend all day researching the best yeah. platform, you know, and maybe that's what it is. Maybe the happy medium is just actually doing the fun stuff, you know, like creating the course mm-hmm. because that's where my mind is. That's what I, you know, get all of that information out of my head and, and just enjoy that process and then do the, not so nice stuff after. Yeah. So that, that's yeah. a way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have other ideas? <laughs> of course I do. <laughs> um, would you like a suggestion? Yes, please. <laughs> I, I actually agree with what you came up with. I, I think that what would, what might be helpful for you is that you have some kind of system where you get the ideas out, but you don't spend too much time agonizing over it or creating it. Because to be honest with you, that can become the really fun, creative part that isn't actually selling or marketing your business. Like if, if your life coaching business is a hobby and you have someone that's just going to like bankroll your life, then, then I'm like, go for it. Like (laughs) do all the fun stuff that you want. Yeah, exactly. I feel like you need some kind of, of system. and, and, And maybe that looks like Google docs or the notes app on your phone or, or, post-its, like, I don't care what it looks like, but for you to get the creative stuff out. And that might even just look like mm-hmm. making a list of all the ideas. Cause I have, I have so many Google docs and Google folders of ideas that I have never put forth out into the world because they didn't, I didn't end up wanting to do them. So I have a personality that's very similar to yours and just so many ideas such a visionary and really poor follow through. So I want to I want to just talk about logistics for just a second and then I have some more questions for you. There's there's a book out there called Rocket Fuel 
don't read it. It's I'll just give you the Cliff's Notes version. And I was irritated because they did not okay. give any examples of women-owned business. <laughs> but the author wrote about <laughs> very successful businesses where there were two people at the helm. I mean, it's like McDonald's and all these different businesses. And there was the visionary who was the person who came up with the idea. And then there was the implementer. It was either implementer or integrator. I can't remember which which word the the author used. And it takes both. And some people are blessed with both of those in their personalities, but most people are either one or the other. And businesses many times fail because there's only the visionary who's the person who comes up with all the great ideas, but also has very poor follow through, who gets bored easily because they're so creative and have so many ideas. And then if they're just the integrator or implementer, they are really great at systems and detail oriented, but they don't have a lot of great, great ideas. So you essentially need both. And what that might look like for you is a VA, you know, is a virtual assistant who keeps you on task and, you know, set and makes deadlines for you and holds you accountable. Okay, Kylie, when are you going to get this curriculum over to me? We have a deadline of this. And that might be the ticket that you're looking for. Personally, that's what worked for me. I've had Emily on my team since 2012. And I make that woman crazy with the amount of changing my mind that I do but I'm paying her. So, I mean, she gets paid regardless. So does that, does that help? Yeah. What you said about visionary and implementer to me, I mean, I, I never thought about it. Those two different roles that you need. Mm-hmm. I just, I think put the pressure on myself to say like, you need to just do it all yourself because it's your business and right. you're just starting off. So, you know, and as much as I would, you know, I would love to say to my husband, you're supporting me and I'm just going to do all the creative bits for the rest of my career. <laughs> I'm sure he's going to say, yeah, bye-bye. <laughs> no. Right. Yeah. I like the idea of, of a VA. It's probably, here I am going to say, it's something I should look into. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I really should give it um, some thought. I, I, I Honestly, I haven't ever thought of one now because I'm just starting out and um, everything is new to me. Uh-huh. So but I think that that it may, it makes total sense. You know, I, I want to create some things and I, I need that accountability or someone who helps to keep me on track. Yeah. Well, I have a couple other suggestions for, for accountability for you that, that aren't, okay. um, that don't cost any money. And I also want to just say that, yes, there are people out there who can create a business and they they, they do most of it and, you know, cause they don't have a choice. Maybe they don't have the budget to, to hire out and, and to be able to delegate. And, but I do think that there is really something to be said. I mean, this is why there are so many of those personality tests, like strength, strengths finder. I always have such a hard time saying that <laughs> and Myers-Briggs where they tell yeah. you what you are naturally inherently good at and the places where you struggle. And it sounds like it's pretty clear what you're naturally good at. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I need that accountability for sure. Right. And another way that you can have that, and I want to throw that out because I I do think that there's a decent amount of people listening who are, who are similar to you, whether they are entrepreneurs or not, but I am a huge fan and encourage people to have peer masterminds. Mm. And what this looks like is a group of people that you put together, you know, if you, you know, since it's, you know, you're the one who's wanting it. So you can pick and choose who you have in this. A lot of people who are life coaches like you, they go to the training that they had and they, 
talk to some of the other alumni or people that they were trained with. Maybe it's people that you went to high school or college with or your neighbors or, or whatever it is, your book club people. And you create this small group. It can be really any size that you want, but what's worked best in my experience is around five or six people. I've always been surrounded by women and we meet uh, this particular mastermind that I've been in for years. We meet once a month on zoom for 90 minutes. Each person gets a certain amount of time. We actually actually use a timer. So everybody gets Mm. the same amount of time and you bring whatever it is that you need. And in your case, I would be very specific and say in the beginning, like what I'm really needing is accountability. Maybe you pair up with someone and, you know, and you meet either in a text thread or on Voxer or Marco Polo, like technology has made it so amazing for us to be able to keep in touch with people. And in your case, hold each other accountable to get stuff done. Yeah. 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 I like that too. I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, I had a small little, we had just like a couple of us. um, We were with three, but where we were each other's accountability buddies, but I think it lasted like two sessions and then we sort of all did our own things. So I think I need to get a group of people who I know, you know, that we'll stick together and that we're maybe all sort of searching for the same thing, but at different, maybe at different levels too. Cause I think I need people too, who can push me forward. Well, and that's there's just ask for what you want. I'm also a huge fan yeah. of people asking exactly for what it is that that you need. And I know a lot of people who listen to the show have heard I've had my my dear friend Amy Smith on the show, and she's been a big help in um, helping me learn how to communicate and and really understand what it looks like in friendships to ask for what it is that you need to be supported. And mm. for you, I would I would come with that from the beginning and say, um, here's what it is that I need. So when you filled out the application to come on this show, one of the questions I ask is what kind of support do you thrive best with? And what kind of support do you need now as it pertains to the topics you mentioned above? And you were clear about what it is that, that you were needing. And the reason that I ask that is because some people want a lot of compassion and empathy. They just want to be witnessed in their pain and their darkness. Other people really need some tough love. You know, they're like, I've been dragging my feet for so long. (laughs) I need somebody (laughs) to kind of get in my face and light a fire under my ass. Yeah, exactly. Only you know what it is that you're looking for. And I would be very clear and more or less tell on yourself and say, here's where I might bullshit you, or here's where I might procrastinate and ask for what you need. It's true. And I think that's one thing that I often struggled with was because I had this idea that I had to do it myself, that I never really even yet asked or thought about asking or Mm -hmm. thought about sharing where I was procrastinating or even that I was procrastinating. It was like my dirty little secret until this airs. (laughs) Well, (laughs) the gig is up. And And I think that that's why I am encouraging you to from the beginning to, and, and like, let's be honest, Kylie, you're not going to be the only one in the group who has gotten really good at procrastinating on the stuff that matters the most, yeah, you know, like true. everyone's going to be able to relate, or I should say most people, if not everyone will be able to relate. And maybe that's something that you revisit every quarter or every six months, you know, what is it that you, that you're really needing and, or what to look for where I might be hiding out And it just takes practice to be able to ask for what it is that you want instead of going around and around in circles. Yeah, I like that. Because that's easy. 
you know, going around and around in circles. Yeah. And yeah. And then I say to myself, you know, a few months down the road, my God, why haven't I done anything on that? And then the inner critic comes in. (laughs) Right. And then you start beating yourself up. Yeah, exactly. I wanted to ask you about something else that you, well, let me, let me pause for a second. How are you feeling about this conversation so far? Like, has anything kind of like jumped into your mind that you want to make sure that you say out loud before I ask you another question? Yeah, I I think really for me, uh, getting that accountability for sure, you know, just saying actually what it is that I need and calling bullshit on myself, you know, whenever I tell lies or letting them Mm -hmm. know where I might. But also what I really like too is, is the whole focus on the 20 year old adventurous Kylie and, Mm -hmm. you know, doing some of the fun stuff too, rather than only the, um, you know, like the research and all the not so fun stuff. Yeah. So also focusing on that and channeling that energy a bit and really feeling what feels good, I think for me is uh, rather than thinking so much about it. There's a balance. And, you know, in this particular business, people often asked me, ask me like, what does a typical day look like for you? And I, I hesitate to tell them because what works for me might not work for you. So I, I know I have some colleague, I have one colleague in particular that I'm thinking of, and she takes one week where she has all of her calls. So that's clients, interviews, team meetings, all of it. And then the week after that, she has absolutely zero meetings, Mm. complete and total white space. And that's the week that she uses for creating all the content for her business. I would not like that at all. It, it just wouldn't work for me. And, but it, it totally works for my friend, you know, and for me, like I batch podcast episodes where I might have four or five interviews in a day, four days mm-hmm. in a row. And I'm, I'm deciding now I'm like, that's a little bit too much, but I, <laughs> I love getting it all done. And then I have episodes for sometimes months and you just, you kind of have to play around and experiment and figure out what works for you. And this is in all areas uh, of your life, not just if you own your own business. I also want to suggest too, Mm -hmm. that in terms of accountability, you could also ask your partner to do it. And this very much depends on your relationship. I have a friend who her and her husband, they have quarterly meetings where they sit down together. It's more or less like a date where they talk about what their goals are both professionally and personally. And they sometimes, I think not always, but sometimes they ask each other to hold the other, you know, can you hold me accountable for this? And this is something I really want to do. I want to, you know, do this with my workout and and, and things like that. So again, depending on your relationship, some people are too sensitive and they're like, no, I want to keep my partner out of this. <laughs> no, no. He knows everything that's uh, okay. going on for sure. Yeah. So, so it, yeah, it, again, one. like it depends and it, and it might, it might really work and it might be fun totally depending on, on your style. So Until those are just some more suggestions. On me. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you have like, to you know be prepared for that. Anymore. <laughs> And if it's too much, then you're like, I'm getting a different accountability. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I wanted to ask you because you, and this is something I think a lot of people listening can relate to is that when we talked previously, when you were telling mm-hmm. me a little bit about your, the challenges you were facing, you said that you create standards that are un- unattainable. Mm-hmm. So can yeah. you tell me a little bit more about that? And what does that look like? Yeah, I think, I mean, it, it ties definitely into this, you know, whether or not something has to be perfect unattainable perfect before it gets published for instance before Mm -hmm. I release anything before I create it I overthink it I think that's part of the overthinking process um, because it has to look pristine when it goes out and I mean I've I've worked a lot on that and um, 
like I said, I mentioned to you too, like I did my website and I just released it even though I'm not happy with it. Which is something I highly encourage people to do. Yes. Yeah. You know, and and I'm trying to do those things. I'm, I'm writing a blogs now, you know, I just started. So, but I'm, I'm putting it out there for the first time ever. I used to keep all my writing private. Um, and so I'm, I'm trying to, but the only way I'm able to do it is if I don't look at it again, because if I look at it again, then I see, you know, like my inner critic goes crazy and it's like, mm-hmm. oh my God, what were you thinking? You know, yeah. retract, retract, retract. And um, yeah, so the, I mean, it, it feels overwhelming, the unattainable standards. Um, I put an obscene amount of pressure on myself to deliver something which is supposed to be, yeah, as as if I'm an expert in the field, uh, you know, with 20 years experience and and I have, I don't know, like I, I constantly have to research things, what I said too, when it comes to the decision-making to make sure that I'm getting it right. Mm-hmm. And then that's where I remove some of that fun part too. Okay. Yeah. And then it becomes not, not so fun anymore. Yeah. Well, what has been working for you in terms of, so what is your experience with, you said that you will write a blog post and then you maybe, you know, read it over just once. And then Mm -hmm. like, is that kind of your rule? Is that working for you is, or is that what you aspire to do? No, that's what I'm doing now. So it used to be that I would write blog posts in like word or something like that, or Google docs or wherever, mostly in word. Um, or I'd even handwrite them and, um, and then type them up, but Mm -hmm. then I would never publish them. Like I have, I don't know, probably like somewhere upwards of 30,000 words typed that I've never released because I reread them. And then I'm like, oh no, this isn't good. And then I sort of, yeah, I, I overanalyze them. And I think okay. that my inner critic comes in and then I see it as not very good. So what I'm trying, what I've been trying to do now, these past three weeks of my blog, <laughs> um, is I type it right on my blog site and I read it once and I hit publish. And then if I read it again, it's an hour or two later or sometimes the next day. Mm-hmm. And I promise myself not to change the actual content. But, you know, if I notice that I missed a letter, say. Sure. You fix typos. Um, mm-hmm. Exactly. That's it. And it's a struggle. And sometimes I'm like, you know, slapping my own hands so that I don't change something. But yeah, I mean, it's working. Okay, good. I just, yeah. Yeah. But it, it is hard. And, and I see that 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 fight, that battle of the unattainable standard, really, it's something that makes it difficult to, to do those things. Yeah, it sounds hard. And so is benching 200 pounds. But, you know, <laughs> the people who do that what? practice I do it every day. <laughs> and work their way up to it and practice <laughs> and work their way up to it and make some mistakes, maybe get an injury here and there. And then they then they can bench 200 pounds. I don't even yeah. know if that's a lot. Like, I just <laughs> like, I <you> know. know. <laughs> seems like a lot, but like that's, it's a muscle that you have to, to train in order to do the thing. And Melissa was on not that long ago. And I was more or less yelling at her about confidence. No, I wasn't, but but what I was saying, what I, Oh no, no, I I wouldn't, I get fired up and I raise my voice, but it's, it's of being in service to your highest self is that never, ever wait for perfection or confidence mm-hmm. to fall into your lap because it will never happen. It will never happen. Yeah. The, the way to do it, the way to go about 
having confidence and doing the thing is to take risks and take action, take imperfect action. I know that you know this. I know that everyone Mm -hmm. listening isn't like, oh my God, I've never heard that before. No, we hear this all the time in these circles, but yet we still get paralyzed. And I just am going to repeat over and over until I'm blue in the face and until I'm dead in the ground. Actually, I want to be cremated, but I want to just sing it for forever because we gain confidence by doing courageous things, even if we only have 10 seconds of courage to take that leap. And sometimes we will mess up and we will fail and we'll get it wrong, but we can always clean up our messes and we can always try again. And, and that's what I want for you. And I'm so glad that you have taken that action and, and done it. And what I want to ask is that about that 30,000 words that you have not published, what is going on with that? Well, honestly, I mean, some of it's from like three years ago and that was like, Oh my God, forget it. Then throw it in the trash. Yeah, exactly. That was like totally (laughs) bitter, not happy me. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh, Like four years ago. Yeah. Three, four years ago when I was, I had just recently really dove more in. I was on, I was doing personal development before, but I really hardcore dove into it. And yeah, so it must Uh be actually five years ago then if I think about it now. So it's more like a journal. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's fair. So no, I I wouldn't, uh, but some of it could probably, you know, if I just fix it, it does, it would need touch-ups, honestly, you know, just a little bit of touch-ups. I could probably publish more of it and and I'm trying to do that. And I think also now working with some clients who struggle with the same things that Mm -hmm. I've been struggling with actually helps me to do these things because I think if I'm telling them to do it, I better, well, I should also do it to take that leap. But yeah, those 30,000 words, a lot of it is just, yeah, journaling type thing. And some of it I could probably use. Yeah. Fair enough. I I will I'll let you off the hook for that one. And just Thank a real you. quick, <laughs> a real quick side note on that is that you can always preface the blog post and say something like, this is something I wrote three years ago when I was in this mm. place and I wanted to share it. And then you could kind of do it as like a block quote type of thing. And then at the end, follow it up with saying, here's where I was at and here's what I have learned since then. So you could spin yeah. it that way or not yeah, and just leave it as a as a journal and, and have it be that. Here's what I have down for you in terms of homework. So you are going to do something where you be still and get quiet and tap into your 20-year-old adventurous, risk-taking, mm-hmm. more free-spirited self. Yeah. I'm smiling again. <laughs> okay, good. I, I, I really want you to don't do that just one time. Like, I don't know if you take walks or anything like that, or maybe when you're driving home from dropping your, your, um, is it your daughter that goes to daycare? Yeah. My son to school. Yeah. When I'm, okay. when I, yeah. yeah. And maybe you make it a habit of having a conversation with her mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, you might do something like, just get really quiet and say, what is it that I need to know from you in order to, to take the next step in my life? Okay. Just, I mean, you know what powerful questions are. You're yeah. trained in life coaching. So yes. either, either your 20-year-old self is asking you questions or you're asking your 20-year-old self what it is that you need to know. You do this however it is that you want. I've given you a mm-hmm. bunch of suggestions. You run with it. Yeah. Yeah. And I would like to see it be some kind of regular meetup that you have mm-hmm. with that energy. 20 year old Kylie saying. energy. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I also suggested sometimes it like, making me scared. <laughs> oh, really? 20 year old Kylie energy. Yeah. She was just like, 
yeah, she just did whatever she wanted kind of thing and without too many boundaries or sense of responsibility. <laughs> okay. So there might've been like some room for improvement, but like yeah, maybe sure. you, maybe you take, maybe you take the best parts of it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. The carefreeness, the free spirited, the, right. know, the sense of mm-hmm. adventure. Yeah. And I was going to mention, you know, if you want to get out a picture of yourself during that mm-hmm. time, like at a, at a time where you felt the most free, whether it was on a trip or, or whatever it was to, to help you get into that place. Or maybe it was a certain song that was popular, you know, yeah. in, in 19, I don't know what year was it? 99 years ago. 99. Oh my God. Two, yeah. Yeah. Well, 22. Yeah. Yeah. 2001. Yeah. Okay. So maybe like some jewel. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you were listening to in Canada, but um, whatever gets you to that place. And then your other homework is to do some brainstorming and think about a mastermind, a peer mastermind that you can put together of people who are in the same place that you are in terms of career or where they want to go. And also people who are committed. So this isn't just like willy nilly whenever they feel like getting on the phone. This is, they commit to every last Friday of the month or whatever you decide. And, and also this is something that you, that you all agree that it's sacred. It's, it's one of your top priorities of meetings that you have, however often you decide to meet. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Is there any other assignments that I may have missed that you think that would be helpful for you based on this conversation? No, I think that's, that's really good. I think, I think I really can do a lot with this, especially with tapping into 20 year old Kylie. I'm really excited. I think I might do that after this call. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad. Okay. Well then I'm let you go. Cause I know it's later where you are. And I, I just want to say, I just want to say this. I think the thing that struck me the most from where I'm sitting when we were talking at the beginning of this call is what my intuition told me was that the way that you are with what, how you describe, I can't make a decision. I flip flop back and forth. Um, I start so many projects, but I don't finish them. That's, that's who you are. That is one of your strengths really. And what might be helpful is that you pull from the best parts of that. Like what, what about that makes you great? What about that makes you creative? What about that makes you a leader? What about that makes you a really great life coach? And then the other stuff, you can find help. That's where you ask for help with the follow through, <laughs> with the details, with the accountability, with the deadlines. That's that's how we become successful at life. We we dig into the parts of us where we excel and that we're great at. And then we ask for help with the places where we kind of drop the ball sometimes mm. because we all have those parts of us. It has so much to do with self-acceptance and not trying to change who you are or not feeling like you need to be different in order to be successful or meet your goals or mm-hmm. you know, whatever you make up, it needs to happen. Yeah. I see some, some journaling happening here. <laughs> Me too. And I love that you, that you're good with journaling and Here's what we'll do. So two weeks, uh, we'll be in touch. We're going to be really excited to see how things go. Yeah, me too. I'm really excited. Like, honestly, this was just amazing today. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Anything else that yeah. you want to say before we close it up? No, just a huge thank you. Really okay. big thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm super grateful for you too. Okay, so be right back, everybody. All right, phew. I, my, my hope is that you saw some of yourself in maybe one or more of the the struggles that that Kylie was facing. And 
even if you didn't, I would love for you to listen to these these outcomes, this the process that she went through, because I have something to say about it at the end. All right, I'm going to go through all four of her assignments. And here is what Kylie said. So the first assignment she had was to get quiet, tap into her 20-year-old free-spirited self who had delusional confidence, as I like to call it. And, and I'm going to read to you what Kylie wrote to me in an email. She says, this has been an interesting experience to say the least. To get reconnected, I looked at some old pictures and I did some meditations with the intention of connecting to her. I also worked with a coach friend who walked me through some memories. This was amazing. Now what happens is we chat in writing when I journal or when I write out a business idea. Initially, I hand wrote a five-page letter to her. She replied a few days later with a three-page one. Now we sometimes have lengthy conversations going. In any case, we do meet daily, and at times we just sit together without saying a word. It can get emotional for me, but it's really helping me to connect to my more spontaneous side. All right, then her peer mastermind. She says, this is in progress. So far, we are a group of three, but we're working on adding one to two more women. We haven't had an official meeting yet, but we will meet at the end of every month. I'm excited for what this group will bring. Her third assignment was to create a system to get her ideas out. She said, I decided to set this up in Excel for now. I broke it up based on my long-term goals. Then I broke these down even further into smaller, more achievable goals. It's helping me to see the gap between where I am now and where I want to go. More specifically, I can see what I need to and want to get done to get to where I want to go. As this changes, I can adjust my spreadsheet. And the last thing she was assigned was to journal on the best parts of flip-flopping back and forth on decisions, how that makes her a leader and a good coach. And she says, I'll admit I struggled with nailing this one down, but breaking my goals up and getting my ideas out of my head has helped. When I journal about this, I try to look at who I was before and who I am now, plus the decisions that have brought me to where I am now. I think I simply wasn't giving myself enough credit for what I've accomplished in my life. And then she says, my 20-year-old self has come up a lot also in helping me see that I've done a hell of a lot and made some pretty important life-changing decisions. It's nice having her recognize this is me too. All right. Fantastic job, Kylie. Bravo, woman. And here's what I want to point out. A couple of things about these assignments. One, it was the taking action. Yes, that's obvious. And I say this all the time to you all that we can listen and read and even have conversations about personal development and growth. And it really comes down to the action taking, which what she has done. The other thing I want to point out is getting things out on paper can change your life (laughs) dramatically. Whether it is journaling with journal prompts, whether it is doing something like she did with her 20-year-old self that was you know, somewhat of an inner child exercise, whether it is making a list of your goals. I mean, she put it in a spreadsheet and then broke it down to smaller, more achievable goals. This helps so much because we spend so much time in our heads, right? Thinking that things are too difficult or having this goal that is huge And it keeps getting pushed back and pushed back because we aren't breaking it down into smaller steps. We can spin our wheels and spin our wheels. And I feel like, 
you know, sometimes it's not rocket science. It's just getting it out on paper. It's just making a list, breaking it down into, it's exactly what she did. And that's a lot. I don't want you to ever think that you're not doing that much because big work comes in small steps. And then hopefully you form new habits. You know, she might uh, fall off of her spreadsheet or having these talks with her 20-year-old self, and that's okay. She can get back on or form different habits depending on where she is in her life, what season she's in. So I hope that helps you. I love having people on here with their real-life struggles so that hopefully you can see some of yourself in here. Even if you have different circumstances, Typically, it's the same kind of challenges that we all face, and I want you to leave here with lots of tools in your toolbox to be able to pull them out and use them so that you can grow and flourish and be your best self and be proud of the woman that you are. All right, everyone. Remember, it's our life's journey to make ourselves better humans and our life's responsibility to make the world a better place. Bye for now.